right, Buzz Buzz Babies, and we are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week, I've got a very, very talented and special guest. He has worked on New Mutants, Uncanny X-Men. He's doing Batman Incorporated. He's done the big two. He's written it, boom. He's written it, Aftershock. He's, ri- <laughs> he's written everywhere, uh, Ghost Rider, all sorts of amazing stuff. This guy is a massive talent in both the indie and big two fields. I am so fucking stoked to talk to this guy. Oh, my goodness. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm still still getting my uh, wheels under me here. Uh, I'm, I've been awake for about ten minutes, so I apologize <laughs> in advance. But uh, yeah, I'm not this. I'm not normally much of a morning person, and this uh, this uh, time change has messed me up a little bit. But. Uh. Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm here. When when you told me like when we were talking about time zones and you were like I'm Atlantic time zone and I was like that's not real. <laughs> I was like I've never I've never heard of this before. And uh and then I was like googling it and there's some weird like second Sunday in March switch over and I was like I was kind of I was sitting here and I was like I was like man <laughs> I really hope I got the right time on my <laughs> Right. You guys don't have a uh, uh daylight savings in that where you are? We, we do. It's we call so it's it's East Eastern. It's it's they just call it like Eastern here. I've just All never right, heard right. it called Atlantic before. So that kind of kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I used to live on the West Coast uh, up until four and a half years ago. And I didn't realize that there was an Atlantic time zone either until we moved here. And then uh, <laughs> I, I thought I was three hours ahead of everything. But now I'm four, uh, you know, all my family and me on the West Coast. What, so, what, yeah, uh, uh, what sparked the move? Uh, so we lived in Vancouver. Um God, for, well, I lived there for 20 plus years, but my wife, she was born there. She grew up there. And, uh, you know, I know that real estate is <clears throat> like buying a house or renting a house. It's it's a nightmare everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of been that way in Vancouver for 20 years. It was like, um, and it just kept getting worse and worse. Uh, so, but, you know, we wanted to buy a house and we kept losing rentals uh, because of this, you uh, you know, they would be torn down and built into condos and we lost two rentals that way. And the price of renting just went too crazy for us. And I initially, my plan is I just wanted to move somewhere where people didn't talk about real estate uh, constantly because that's <laughs> all people talk about in Vancouver. So I moved to Halifax, <clears throat> which was reasonable when we moved there, uh, moved here. But uh, now, uh, you know, it's gone crazy here as well. It was like the last bastion of like real estate sanity in Canada. Now it's gone insane as well. And that's all people talk about here is real estate. Um, but now we, you're fucking talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, there we go. But we managed to buy get a, up early for this. <laughs> we managed to buy a place. So we have a place out here and, and uh, you know, we're happy. And I'd always wanted to move here. I was a, a big fan of the Halifax music scene in the 90s. Nice. Uh, I tried to move here uh, when I was younger and join a band. Um, and it didn't work out and I got stranded halfway across Canada. But uh, you know, so this was my way of like, kind of just fulfilling that uh, that dream of uh, a younger Ed. Nice. Man, well, I mean, hey, good to know the dreams come true, right? Like you're, you, you've you've got a, a really awesome comic book career going, and and you know, you, you got the, you got the house and, and the wife and the dog, and it sounds like 
You're doing a lot better than I am. I got you got me fucking <laughs> questioning my whole existence right now. <laughs> Sorry, I made some wrong turns. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, man, I, I'm I'm so stoked to talk to you. I've been a big fan for for a long time, and I'm you know I was I'm really digging uh, Marvel's new like I was really in when they launched the Alien book. Um, really into that, and 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 then you know like Predator got delayed a little bit. Uh, you know yeah. they, they they announced it and then they piddle fucked around because all the you know just we when we talked earlier about like when i mentioned the trade comes out it's supposed to be like i think first week of april and you were like i guess i mean like <laughs> it's really hard to figure out like when stuff comes out sometimes especially on the indie side marvel and dc are getting a little bit more regular and, and timely but um but anyway so you know predator got delayed uh you know i think we were all really excited for it and then you like the hype really really paid off uh in in a in a, in a big in a big way like i that the, so right now the first arc is out right and then it we just relaunched with like arc two and, and a yeah. renumbering because i'm for some reason marvel and dc don't think we can count past 12 which is fine i get it you know whatever whatever the uh <clears throat> whatever works but yeah man that that first arc is so great right and then the new the new i i, I want to talk about the new issue but it i don't want to like say too much um sure I get that, it, yeah. that, that that end is great but i really love theta okay so like you have this new uh you know great female lead uh super empowering tons of agency uh great on the page uh just like absolutely fun in every way um and 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 kind of terrifying too right like uh i love how they and and you know her her whole space colony and family get like massacred right by these like like you do right yeah. you know you know in a predator or alien book almost everybody's gonna die nobody's safe right um so she's on this like revenge story and turn she's basically a predator now she even wears she wears their armor she collects their skulls hangs them up in the spaceship just like i mean it's so gnarly how like the victim becomes the predator and the predators become the prey like i love this like die this like dichotomous like mix and match that that you've made here in this in this in this alien world right and i mean man like it's so it's so smart it's so fun the art team is great the violence looks wonderful like i feel like this is a, a it's very in your wheelhouse too like it's definitely got you know your your vibes you can tell it's your voice but like what was your thought like when when a like getting the gig i'm sure you were like really stoked you know and and then um but also there's like a lot of pressure it's got a big fan base you know nerds get fucking cranky if you don't do everything right so yeah, like yeah were, were you pretty confident like going in you were like i got the story i know how to like this is gonna this is gonna be a banger and we're safe or, or were you kind of like you were like man like i you know like was it what, what was your kind of what are you thinking about it so uh, with that sort of stuff it's like um I know this sounds maybe callous, but it's best not to think about like, you know, it sounds rude almost to say not to think about the fans and that's not necessarily the full truth, but it's just mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm going in, I'm a fan of the Predator franchise, you know, I saw the first one in theaters, in the drive-in theater actually when it came out, um, <clears throat> I probably watched them all, almost them, uh, several times, you know, a dozen plus times each. Uh, I was on a podcast a few years ago defending Predator 2 um, as being a good movie. Um, I don't know. I had, uh, I sort of had like a back pocket idea for it when I got offered, which is, was an idea that I'd had years and years ago. I think maybe when I was in high school or college, it's like the idea, what we ended up doing is not exactly the same, but the germ of the idea was there back then. 
And that was exactly what you you already sort of set up there is that somebody whose family was wiped out has basically dedicated their life to um, studying the predators and and trying to annihilate the predators. Um, so yeah, there was a little bit of worry because um, the first arc is really about establishing um, how badass that she is, she is, and how she is able to take down predators. Something that not a lot of people are able to do. You know, it comes at a cost. You know, we see. You know, she's she's covered in scars. She's missing one of her limbs. Has a prosthetic limb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it hasn't been easy. But uh, I know I knew that we would get a little bit of pushback <clears throat> from some readers about her taking out. I, I can't remember how many predators she kills over the course of the. It's like Six twenty. Issues. Is it twenty three or so? It's she, it's an astronomic uh, number. <laughs> over over fifteen years, she's. I think she's done twenty three. I think over the series, it's like four predators. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I knew that that's where we get some pushback. But really, the first arc was about establishing who she was and why she was really a threat to the, these predators, and then we get to uh, we get to have a little fallout from that going forward. Um, so anxiety wise, you know, I was just so excited to be working on Predator that I just honestly was just kind of nose to the grindstone and didn't really uh, worry about, you know, I, I made a Predator book that I knew I would love and just hope that others uh, would love as well. And, and you know, the reaction has been pretty good. So, uh, you know, I think I think we did pretty well. And obviously we got a we got uh you know the second series going and uh yeah yeah i, I, I was i was i was sneaking a, a look at some reviews and it, it, do, it does feel like you know people people are digging it which i'm glad because i like i said i think it's great uh the, i think marvel's doing some really cool stuff here now it's it's cool like um so i i talked to declan shalvey yesterday uh, about and about his stuff and and talking about his about to be run on on alien and and he was talking about how you've both done work at marvel you know previously and he was talking about how fun it is because they're kind of like they're playing it a little more loose with this new line and and now they've brought in planet of the apes too and and they're you know you guys can you guys can curse you can be a little more violent you can be a little more gory show some more blood you you they're giving you like kind of free reign uh he said you guys still you still have to pitch these stories and get them get them okayed but they're they're very they're more malleable than say like when you were writing, you know, new mutants or something like that, you know, they're, they're, you can kind of, it sounds like they're letting you guys play in the sandbox and, and be a little more in charge. Is that, is that kind of how you're feeling on, on predator as well? Yeah. So the 20th century side has been great and been really supportive in everything I've been doing so far. So, you know, I haven't really run into any issues. The swearing was, that was an interesting one because nobody told me we could swear. Uh, <laughs> and I think I was, I was writing the second issue and Jake Thomas mentioned it. And then I think, you know, I had probably about 300 swear words in the second issue that we, we obviously then cut back. But uh, no, I, it's been really cool. You know, it's hard. Um, when you have sort of a licensor involved, like in this case, it's 20th Century Fox is involved with with the Marvel folks. Uh, it can sometimes be a real nightmare. I've worked on licensed books in the past where um, the licensors were so heavy handed with notes and so um, uh, so uh, worried about anything you're doing having any sort of like a, um, impact on mm-hmm. on the brand and uh, and then also then looking at comics is a, a very like you know we're not going to let them really do anything exciting because it's 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 just comics it's not it's not a tv show or it's not a whatever the fuck they have um so sometimes it's just been a nightmare but uh, 20th century has been great 
um, they've been uh, they've thrown some ideas in, um, uh, you know, at some points where like we've maybe run into a roadblock with something we can't do. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great. And then you know, obviously Marvel, uh, you know, uh, on the first series I had Jake Thomas and then Darren Chan editing. Now uh, we have Sarah Brunstad on on this new one. And they've all been really great, super supportive. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm, right now I'm trying to push something through to see, you know, that 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 may not be doable. And so I'm probably, uh, for the first time, really testing the boundaries nice. of how cool they're going to be. But uh, <laughs> uh, so far they've been cool. So I, I have every hope that we're, we'll find a solution to the thing that I'm trying to do uh, in the book. That's exciting. So, like, I know, so, like, Philip Kennedy Johnson, like, he was on, he was on Aliens for, for a hot minute till he's handed mm-hmm. it off to Declan. Like, are you, are you feeling like you're going to be sitting on, on Predator for, for two, three arcs or so? Like, I mean, well, are, they, do you know yet? I mean. So, that's a, that's a decision that's sort of above me. I got um, But if I had my, if I had my way, I would just, you know, I'd like to stay on Predator for as long as I can. I, I actually really like writing the book. Um I think that, you know, having brought in Theta and, and sort of building her world, I want to sort of just continue that uh, forward. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pardon me. But it depends, you know, on a million factors. Uh, yeah. Depends on where they decide to go with it, if they decide to keep going. Um, but, yeah, my hope is I can stay on it for a good long while. Were you a fan of the, uh, like, the older Dark Horse stuff? So back in the day, I'd read the Dark Horse stuff. And I this time going in, I had, I didn't go back and revisit it so much um because i it's it's an interesting thing where like i get really worried about being bogged down by too much continuity outside Mm. of like the film continuity so i was really trying to do something that felt more in line with the films that's sort of what 20th century fox wanted when when we started is that they want something that felt more like the films and even the film is sort of um the films have broken uh, the comic continuity uh, themselves. Um, so it becomes once you have like broken continuity, you got to kind of figure out which side to sort of hit your wagon to. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying I'm discounting all the comic book stuff, but it's just like, I didn't, I don't want to be um, necessarily married to something that, that, you know, happened in a three issue miniseries uh, 20 <laughs> years, years ago. ago. <laughs> you know? um, again, I'm trying, I'm not trying to discount it either, but it's like, I, it's just not going to be possible to account for everything. And luckily with our time, uh, you know, that we set it in the future, we, um, a lot of what happened in those books doesn't necessarily affect us. So it's, it's stuff that can still exist and not contradict anything I'm doing as well. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm just recently getting into it because Marvel started putting out the omnibuses and I got, I got the alien, the alien volume one omnibus, which is like full of some killer content. And then there's, there's now, I think the fourth volume of the alien omnibus just dropped. And then there's one volume of predator. And so like the idea to like collect all these was like a a good idea at the time. Right. And then you're like, Oh, they're just cranking out these $120 books like every other month. And it's like, it's like, this is a fucking investment. Uh I heard, I heard that the dark horse stuff starts really strong, but it kind of like trails off and gets a little weird. Um, and, uh, more so on the alien side, not much on the, on the predator side. 
side. But yeah, I I like that. You know, I, I like that you're like familiar with the content, but I also like that you're not sweating over like shackling yourself to it, right? Because right. I'm I'm not one of those people. I know like in canon shit is like a big deal to a lot of people, but I don't I don't necessarily think it is, man. I mean, I, if the story's good, like let it shine, do what you want, you know. Like it's you know like there's there's a we they have their own language, they have their own culture and stuff. You know, you can bring little elements of it, you know, here and there. But yeah, it's you know, I I think it's I think it's really cool what you're doing. And and the way the new issue started off, which which came out, you know, I think what two two weeks ago. Um, yeah, and, that's right. And it's like you know the, this idea of like them collecting like the most like deadly humans, uh, like the the most power, and then like putting them in like cryo sleep, and then waking them all up and and dropping them in this, this <clears throat> hunting field, and and then and then we find out it's not just you know there's there's other things on this right. on this planet in this area, and I like it was it's so good, right? And and then how you. I, I won't, you know, go deeper into that because, like, if if you want to know more, folks, you buy that fucking book. Uh, but you know how it ties into your first arc was really great, and the the end of that first issue, man, like, really, like, made the fucking hair stand up on the back of my neck. Like, awesome. I was, I was like, hype, dude. I was into. It. I was like, yes, like, uh, so just a very cool world, and and like I said, like, I'm really glad that like you're in this sandbox making your own sandcastle, right? And it it sure. very much feels like an Ed book, and because you have this like, you have this like kind of like grit badassery kind of vibe to your narratives right it's just like you're it's it's they're it's they're very like alpha and intriguing and 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 intense and and usually very physical right and and uh you know like i see saw that in in your in your in your ghost writer um even even the the new mutants arc that, that you did with hickman like you know had you know the, the home invasion stuff going on and it, so you just like you have a way of like bringing in like a, a violence we under understand into like a world we don't understand necessarily and it's very cool how you do that a lot uh and then you know thinking about like your roots about like you know murder book and and you did that kickstarter last year um for for catch and release which was excellent and, and I, I backed it and, and no regrets like i loved the hardcover and the book like you guys did a great job on that um but i so um, that's that's kind of like because that's kind of where you got your that's kind of where you jumped off right like like murder book was kind of like what when people started noticing you am, am yeah I, I i'd been doing stuff for years before that but uh i used to write and draw all my own stuff and i did a lot of like uh, you know autobio types uh comics stuff that was more like you know in van in the line of something you'd read from like fanographics or drawn and quarterly okay um but and i self-published mini comics for you know like i'm really dating myself here but i started self-publishing mini comics in 1994 and i self-published i know like 50 to 75 mini comics between 94 and 2010 wow and in 2010 i just stopped drawing i i had originally only um started writing to have stuff to draw because i uh, i didn't you know i wanted to be a comic artist and i didn't know any writers um and so i just started writing and after doing that for 16 years i realized that i just didn't like drawing and i really liked writing and so i kind of <laughs> switched and i started writing murder book in 2010 and that was just like kind of just straight crime stuff straight crime short stories and i would just put them up online and then you know collect them into single issues two stories per single issue and yeah i, I did that for I don't know, three or four years the murder book and then i started to get some attention you know 
from that, from the self-published stuff. Uh, and, and just in weird sort of like uh, coincidental, accidental ways, like uh, my first Marvel gig came about because I was at C2E2 in 2013 and I was leaving the show. I exhibited and I had like three copies of Murder Book left. And I didn't want to take them home with me. I didn't want to pack them. And so as I was walking out and walking past people, I was like, hey, you want a free crime comic? You know, just handed them off. And then I got an email uh, two or three months later. And it turned out that one of those people I handed it off to was a Marvel editor who read it and liked it, which I didn't know at the time. Uh, And that was sort of my first, um, I got my first gig. Um, I didn't get another gig at Marvel for another two and a half years. So it wasn't like uh, I really, you know, exceeded expectations in that first gig but uh yeah it was like murder book is what really got me attention though it's when dark horse collected it in 2015 that i uh, i started to get calls from editors you know cool. who received uh, copies of the trade uh there are just picked it up but yeah that was that was my big thing and, and that's like <clears throat> kind of where most my you know if i was uh completely left alone completely able to just do what i wanted it would be a lot of crime uh, type stuff or horror type stuff. So, and that's what, you know, a predator is, is a perfect like sort of intersection of those, those two yeah. uh, uh, interests of mine. Uh, and that's not to say I don't love superhero comics because I grew up with superhero comics. I love superhero comics. I love doing superhero comics, but uh, you know, I'm always when I'm on a book looking for a way to sort of ground it a bit and make it, you know, make it a little bit crimey, you know? Nice. Um, now, what was it like? So, I mean, you know, you're you're an established creator, and then you know, last last year, like I mentioned, you did catch and release on Kickstarter. Um, did that make did did that make the crowdfunding element like any easier on you? Because like I do a lot of work with with Kickstarter folks, and um, it you know even even the like the regulars who who, who are like you know sim like regularly putting out like several comics a year and and are like used to it like they they still there's still that like kickstarter stress and frenzy and and then like the fulfillment nerves and stuff after everything you know after you fund then you're like oh fuck we got to do this now you know and like with did being in the industry for so long did that kind of make your kickstarter campaign uh easier did, did it go like a little I, smoothly or were you still i have like- no idea I, it was <laughs> it was a you know everyone warned me about how stressful it was before and uh i was sort of naively waving it off because you know i'd self-published for so many years i dealt with printers you know mm. uh, my my previous job i i uh dealt with printers and 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 sending things to print all the time so you know i had that sort of skill set um i was using a fulfillment house to do the the um all the non-canadian uh, shipping of the books hmm. so i thought that would make things easier but no it was still a bag of fucking stress it was uh <laughs> it was really intense and i'd launch it probably at the worst time as well um the same time that I launched my Kickstarter, I think about five or six other like creators normally work in the industry. You know, we all had like this sort of slump of, of not getting a ton of work because, you know, publishers had shut down for a while. Um, and when they did start up, a lot of projects that they were starting with were projects that had been started before the pandemic, you know, uh, yeah. shut everything down. And so they were sort of playing catch up for a while. So work was a little bit grim for a while. And I think a lot of people got the same idea at the same time and launched Kickstarter at the same time, which was the time I think where not a lot of people had a ton of money. So like, yeah, uh, the Kickstarter did re- like it did really well. Like I'm not complaining about how well it did, but uh, 
I think I launched at a time where there was a lot of us competing for like the same pool of money, which definitely did add uh, some stress. Uh, there is also that stress that you're just not going to make your goal too, right? And mm-hmm. and um, I know that's a stressful thing for everyone, but I feel in some some ways it might be doubly stressful if you're someone who works in the industry and you're trying to launch a Kickstarter and it doesn't reach goal. It just it it's, it would suck, right? It would look yeah. terrible for you. But we we reached goal. We you know everything yeah, you funded pretty quickly if i if i remember correctly yeah right? i think we got funding within like 10 10 hours uh wow somewhere 10 to 24 hours i can't recall uh but yeah then getting the book ready sending it out um you know and be, you know i had an editor who who definitely helped make sure that uh there were no uh that everything looked good that there you know the it read well uh, the biggest hiccup we ran into was the um, printing side of things uh, because it was, I think, around the time that the paper shortage was happen- starting to oh, yeah. happen. Uh, we got in just before that, but there was, I know that there was a moment, you know, a few moments of, of stress about that. And then when they shipped the books, we ran into that um, uh, shipping delay. There was, I don't know if any, anyone listening remembers, but there was a, a time in. Um, Oh God, when did I get the books back? 2021. But there was a time where there was like a um, a, a lineup of, of cargo ships just waiting to get into yeah. like, the port of San Francisco or LA or whatever. That was, I think it took them, it, like the boat sat there for about six weeks, if I recall. So it was just, our book got delayed from printing and then got delayed from shipping by months. There was a period in there where I actually thought my... Um, uh, a cargo ship had gone down and I thought that might've been the one with my books oh, and no. uh, the printer couldn't confirm uh, initially whether or not it was. So, so the, you're thinking your books are literally at the bottom of the ocean. Exactly. At one point. Oh my God. <laughs> so there was a lot of that sort of stress, but once the book showed up, the shipping went fairly uh, easily. There was nice. not really any problems, you know, uh, whether or not I do another Kickstarter, that's a, that's a huge, you know, question mark. Um, I do like, like, I like the idea of Kickstarter. I've always loved the idea that, like, um, it can give a, a sort of unique voices a platform where they don't need necessarily the thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of readers that you would need to go through a traditional publisher that just by uh, sort of cutting out the publisher and the distributor that you can you can make projects you really want to work make. But it, it um, projects you really want to make work. But I think there is the problem then. It's like kind of there's not always a secondary channel for distributing those books. It's kind of yep. like almost a one and done. Like I did print up a second cover that I do sort of sell through my site, but that's, you know, that's not really any sort of distribution model. Uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I would do it again, but uh, I, my eyes uh, would be a bit more open to it. Uh, the experiences this time and I uh, prepare maybe a little bit better. Have you tried pitching catch and release around or is that where you're not really interested in that part? You just wanted to have it made. So I did, um, I have pitched it. I did have a, um, uh, this is, uh, one of these unfortunate things that sort of got away, but, uh, through, um, sort of editorial shuffles, but, uh, we, there was a plan after catch and release came out that, um, this publisher was going to re-release the, uh, murder book, um, collection which would have been okay. the original collection and would have had catch and release um included in that collection so it'd be a, a i can't remember it puts it at a probably about 260 page collection mm-hmm. and then we were gonna do an annual uh murder book 
same as catch and release, like an annual uh, graphic novella that would have come out every October. Uh, and uh, part of the deal was they would, I think they were committing to three volumes just to make like, just so we could get that it rolling and have it established. that would come out at the same time every year. Unfortunately, uh, as I was literally waiting to sign papers on it, there was a massive editorial shuffle at the, this um, publisher, and all the people I'd been working with on the book were suddenly gone. Oh man! And so it's one of those things that's not happening right now, but it's it's something that um, I would like to happen at some point. But it's just finding a publisher who will commit to doing the the annual books and doing you know like three of them at least. Uh, is is a pretty big ask, especially for like a black and white uh, crime book. It's mm-hmm. I know it's a harder sell. So, but I don't, you know, the deal was good. I don't want to just go with any publisher. I want to, you know, I have some sort of like longer term commitment because I just don't want to, you know, Murder Book has already been with Dark Horse and I don't want to bounce around publisher to publisher with it, you know, yeah. like to find a home for it and somewhere where it can stay for a while. I gotcha. Now, as someone who you, you've ran into some issues previously with, but like i know um like i when i recently read your you i've never read a ghostwriter comic before all right i i did it's it's kind of embarrassing for some reason i i i i kind of even like the nick cage movies you know like he's a he's a cool character but i've never i've never really i realized unless he was like in like a a comic that other people were in i never really read it and so i read your ghostwriter run and and it's a whole new ghostwriter right that i was like another one i haven't heard about right and and I, i was really digging it like i love the the like invasion of demons like from from like trying to escape hell and 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 mad at 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 the at the new ruler and like like all these like crazy power plays going on and and all these like demons hiding like in people and uh it was it was so good and and when i posted on twitter talking about reading it uh which and the reason i you know when when we had agreed to talk and and so i was like doing homework and everybody was like everybody was like oh my god like it was such a great run and like and fuck covid because like it, it got cut short and um I, I you had to like you had to like kind of real quick wrap it up in a in a king in black time yeah like uh, they, they just kind of like gave you like 20 pages to end this epic you had started uh and like which was a, a real bummer because you were you were on to like i feel like you were really on to something and and laying the groundwork um you know for for both new readers and and you know longtime fans of, of the character um and and then i also know like you had some cool stuff coming out from from aftershock and and that also fell into some trouble um and then there's like the weirdness going on at aftershock too uh but it does sound like um it's, it sounds like patrick's gonna get his finale um next month so hopefully i think they're dropping issue five finally for oh, i don't know uh, i'd be surprised if they did because it's not been drawn yet so uh oh really it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's it's solicited on on previews for oh for interesting oh i didn't even know that uh, yeah, the Ghost Rider stuff was really, that was a really big blow for me, uh, you know, with COVID coming and everything just kind of getting fucked around. Because, uh, yeah, there was, you know, as you could kind of tell if you read those seven issues, there was, you know, large uh, plans for going forward uh, that uh, sort of never got realized. And that will, I think, forever to me feel like the the book that got away mm-hmm. uh, and one of my big regrets. Uh but yeah, at least, you know, I, I know that the King of Black was sort of like a, uh, a really quick wrap up of the story, but at least I got some sort of uh, opportunity to, to at least uh, 
get some closure uh, for myself. But yeah, there's a there's a ton of unrealized stuff that was supposed to happen in that series. Uh, that's that's always going to be a bummer. And with Patrick Todd, it was you know you know as everyone knows or maybe doesn't know, but AfterShock has gone through bankruptcy protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of payment issues um, uh, towards sort of the end of that series. So yeah, we have four issues out. Um, there was a lot of, you know, uh, I was working on other stuff and there was a lot of people just going pencils down when they realized that other people weren't getting paid. Um, you know, Aftershock apparently is trying to sort that out right now. I don't know what will happen there. Uh, I'm really, you know, kind of conflicted about it because, you know, Aftershock did come in at a time where um, uh, things were a little bit grim because of the pandemic and, mm-hmm. you know, they were, you know, I was able to just keep working through books I was doing with them uh, before, you know, and, and things thankfully uh, picked back up for me. It was a, a sort of a temporary lull, but um, so I'm always grateful for uh, to them for that. But at the same time, you know, I, there's uh, creators I've worked with who are still not paid yeah. uh, for work that they're done. They've done. And, uh, you know, they make every assurance that they're, they're trying to make it right. And I hope, you know, I hope that they do, uh, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see when that happens. And as to Patrick Todd, yeah, we, the, the fifth issue, you know, I don't know if I should be talking about this publicly, but whatever, uh, the fifth issue is not drawn. It's written, but it's not drawn. So, um, it will be interesting to see if they're going to hit Gavin back up to try and get him to draw that fifth issue and get it out. But, uh. I really hope that they do. Oh my God. Cause those first four issues are so, I, th- I thought it was a four issue mini, right? <laughs> so, like, so like I'm reading it and I'm like, I'm like, Ooh, like here it is fourth issue. Like the, 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 the Zeus and right. go down, like it's shit's going to happen. And, and then, uh, and then I got to the end of the issue four and I was like, I was like, I was like, what? No, what? I was like, fuck. And then, uh, and I'm on their press list and right. they've, they've just started sending out emails again to, to press, um, okay. which was all, which was I thought was a good sign because yeah. yeah after the after the bankruptcy announcement those emails stopped they've recently started picking up again so I'm fucking combing through my emails like I missed it where's issue five I missed it I missed <laughs> it and I was like no I never got it and then and then I looked at previews and it said like late April and I was like I was like oh, I gotta wait a month and now I find out that it's not even fucking drawn and like because it's dude it's so good oh my god man Thanks, like man. It, the 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 you know we we have so many like mind power stories right it's it's a it's it's a common superpower that that we've all grown up with because of x-men you know and mm-hmm. and, and even in even dc has their own mind reading people and and uh and yeah the this like this new deal and and the guilt with like patrick and his mom and like who his family really is that he doesn't know. Like there's all these great questions. Um, and then what a great, what a great terrifying machete wielding villain <laughs> in Zeus, Zeus man. Yeah. Like such like you, yeah, you guys, you guys, you and Gavin like killed it on that. And I, I hope you get, I really hope you get to finish it uh, purely for selfish reasons. Cause I fucking need to know right. how it ends. But I mean, I was like, I just feel like, I feel like that'd be a great, you know, like one of your very, one of your cooler indie works uh, that, you know, like, I, I would, I want more people to read. Like I want that trade to be out there so people can uh, experience it. Cause it, it, yeah, those, those, those four issues, man, they, they, they were really good. And, and your, your previous uh, one you did with them beyond the breach was, was great too. So yeah, it's, you were, 
you were doing some real cool stuff with aftershock and it was a, it was a bummer they they were one of my favorite publishers they were actually the first when i launched blake's buzz uh they were one of the first people that like put me on a press list when i was like brand new um mm-hmm. and and like nobody knew who the fuck i was and i was just like tweeting about comics and and so yeah they they like put me on their press list and that's how i met like david Popose and got you know like they, they were a big part of me like building my brand and getting more popular so i like I, you know i always had like a soft spot for them so a big a big bummer when to hear all that you know news coming out and it's and it, it you know it, it's not just them too like it's it's a it's a hard rocky terrain for for indie comics right, right now like it's it's getting it's getting scary for some people out there so i mean that i i love indie comics i love the freedom it gives you guys to like tell tell the stories you want and and to you know like be in control tip most of the time right unless you're under like a predatory contract or something sure. like, you know typically it's you create your own it's your baby you have the rights to it you get to do what you want with it um but I, i'm glad i'm i'm glad you're 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 like you know on predator right now you're 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 doing work you're you're also we haven't mentioned this yet you've fucking got a great first arc of batman incorporated that that nice. started with that great and that tw- that 2022 annual and and those five issues of batman incorporated uh and like i love how you write ghost Ghostmaker, and do you do you hate Ghostmaker, or do you like? Because I, no, I really like Ghostmaker. Do you? Because I, I feel like you either really like him or you're like you don't like him at all. Because you, he's a fantastic prick, right? And he's yeah, he's an that, asshole. And yeah, it's and he, but you love him. Fun. You yeah. root for him too. Is how how hard is that to write? a character that like makes you feel all these complex emotions uh similar to like when morrison did damian wayne right like right when, yeah. when that started like i was like this is a, this kid's a prick he does not deserve batman's dna and then uh flash flash forward to me uh crying in a comic book shop uh when he died and because i was so in love with him and that that issue when like uh bat, my batman and robin is dick and damian like right. i thought like i if they ever like retired bruce and and put dick grayson in the cow like you would not see me complain about it anyway but that you that's how Ghostmaker feels to me like he he pulls me in these in in, in in all these different directions and even when like even when he's like so callous and so mean and you're like like does he even care about anything and then you, you know but then you you bring us back and, and it's like what's that like writing a character like that does is it ever like do you ever struggle with that to like to push him too far in one direction you gotta like always keep that back balance weirdly no like i find that sort of character almost one of the easiest types for me to write uh and i don't know what it is about writing pricks that come so easily i i don't think you know uh that i'm a prick in real life uh, <laughs> but like i it, those are the type of characters that i just love writing and uh so you know ghostmaker stuff i i just yeah it's just a ton of fun to write it but it's you know as long as you keep in sight that um i don't want to say like his heart is in the right place because i don't not necessarily know uh, that he has much of a heart but he definitely he's trying for the right thing all, all the time right mm-hmm. he just he just has no um uh, compassion uh, about how he's dealing with things. He's just very straight and direct about it. And, yeah. uh, and that causes a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of issues and friction on the team, but yeah, no, he's a ton of fun to write. Uh, he does something in, um, and so we just finished the no more teachers arc. And then we're doing a, a two issue sort of mini arc right now with professor pig in Gotham. Uh, who's, who's on a rampage. It's like burning Gotham to the ground. And Ghostmaker does something at the end of this I think it's in the first issue of it. So issue six, that is, I think like just such a a telling moment for him that I don't want to spoil, but it's like, uh, 
you know, he, he's creating a lot of hardship for, for no reason. Uh, well, he has reasons, but, you know, he's making life a lot more difficult for everyone on the team, uh, you know, because uh, he wants sort of or demands perfection. And uh, anyway, it's a great little moment. But, yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to write. Him and Clown Hunter, really fun to write. And then, you know, uh, Grey Wolf, which is a new character that we brought in. He's awesome. Why? Well, and I, for him, I wanted to do someone who like looks like he should act uh, like Ghostmaker, but he's all—he's really like he's not. He's, he's a very, very sweet, tender. He's kind of yeah, tender. He's yeah. very sweet. He's like, you know, uh, he was almost crying, you know, in the first thing when it, when uh, you know his the people in his village are being attacked, and uh, so I think you know having a character like that is a nice balance as well too. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that prison Ghostmaker twist was great uh, nice. in in Arc One, man. I I really loved your again like big shoes to fill let me just compare you to grant morrison multiple times i'm sure that'll i'm sure that'll piss you off but yeah like i loved his batman incorporated run and it was it was so it it was interesting to like have these you know how of course batman is going to inspire people all over the world uh he does that now and he's not even fucking real and uh so like in the in the comics you know like it makes sense that like people want to mimic that or take it even a step further um and and try and you know step up and be the hero because he he shows you that like you know you can you know you can you can be a superhero without powers um i mean it takes money you know but sure, like, yeah. uh but i i it was cool because you have like a really big cast in yes. in this first arc and then and not even like your big batman incorporated not even the team then you have like luther's batman incorporated team come in and and you know they're all they're all working together with like this ulterior motive and this like big clash uh and on top of all that you weave this really great like who done it mystery uh which i thought i thought the emotional payoff i did not see that coming um when we find out like what real i don't again i'm like i'm gonna be right, vague because i don't want to spoil shit but uh even though it's on dc ultra right now you can you that's how i, I love the dc ultra app and and i that's how i read it but so you read it buy it you know whatever you, whatever you need to do um but don't pirate it so don't not whatever you need exactly. to do. legally read the comic um anyway but the 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 emotional aspect of everything in the end uh really got me and i thought the payoff was really great and yeah i, I just think mysteries are hard um like I, I was in an mfa program i wrote a lot of i wrote a lot of fiction i did like short stories and poetry and and kind of i was i was a bouncer for a while and I, I started writing about working in the bar doing like creative nonfiction essays and stuff um but i i really i i i geek out on like tension and pacing and structure uh and and i think that's what makes me a better comic book reviewer uh i have that background that helps me think about stories differently than than just like a a wednesday warrior with a blog right um i'm just gonna toot my own horn now but anyways like I, I I think about stuff like that and and whodunits are are tricky, right? Because you have to like you you have to like lead us with these breadcrumbs, but you know you can only give us so many crumbs, right? If you give us too many crumbs and we figure it out earlier, then that that ruins it and and it, and it messes with everything. It messes with the the climax and and the results and and the the tension leading up to everything, and and so you have to be so so careful. And you really did that effort. It seemed effortlessly, right? I'm sure it wasn't i'm sure like I, I feel like these were these were big scripts to write uh, also just like this is a big opportunity right like a big land at, at dc so you're like you you know you got you got the stresses of that and and the you know the 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 the, the mantle of, of the bat like what you know weighing on you and stuff too and like all these elements but i thought it was so good 
and uh, just a great whodunit with so many characters, which sort maybe sort of helped too, because it, it was hard to find. It, it would be hard to like nail down like who the villain was, or or to for to really piece that together until we were finally given the information as readers. But like, what was were these hard scripts to write? Like, because I, I, there's just there's so much going on, and 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 the balance. You you always like nothing ever felt like cumbersome. It never felt like there were too many people. I I felt like you were really good about the page time you gave everybody it was just it was it was very it was structured extremely well yeah no they're tough <laughs> they're tough as hell those two and like i was kicking myself a lot for introducing so many new characters uh so yeah it, it it does become tough to give everyone enough screen time and then give them enough uh sort of emotional meat for people to you know care about and mm -hmm. uh yeah, it was it was a uh, pretty tough, but you know, I I wanted to just go really big with it, and uh, I think that we succeeded. It seems like, it feels like a big story. Feels like there's uh, you know we get sort of <clears throat> some insight into Ghostmaker that we didn't have before. That sort of explains maybe explains how he is with the team and why he is the way he is with the team. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a tough one, and uh, that many characters. It's weird because every time I have a conversation with editors, I'm always like, just give me a, like a solo character book. And then somehow I always get team books um, and, you know, I'll complain about it and then I'll just stuff it with so many people. Um, <laughs> and like I'm doing the same with the, you know, the the two issue uh, pig arc isn't uh, is just most of the core team versus Professor Pig, but the next arc uh, after that is is Joker Inc. and it's you know Joker upset that Batman uh, gets to have Batman in every city across the globe, so why not Joker's in every city across the globe? And then I just went ahead and stuffed it full of fucking Jokers. <laughs> Like it's once again, like you know, they're not jokers. They're they're people inspired by by the Joker. So it's not like uh, anyone is just you know France Joker or, or Japan Joker. Everyone has their sort of own identity. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, I don't know why I do that to myself. But it, and it's the same thing. I you know we're trying to build up a bit of a mystery uh, in in that one as well. And uh, you know while juggling. 14 characters i don't know it's tough damn man no. that's intense <laughs> that sounds exciting though so like i'm one of those people that you know so many people are like they're like oh i'm over the joker i'm over batman and joker and i mean sometimes i get it but like uh -huh. i love the joker i love him like i love i love the terror and clusterfuck that he brings to the the batman mythos and it's i love it when other people than batman have to deal with that clusterfuck it right. is it, it makes it and that in those instances i think the joker becomes fresh again right because it's it's not some it's not some timeless foe that you have this basically intimate relationship with now right it's 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 a it's a new fear everybody knows him everybody knows that like he's he's given batman so much trouble and, and even batman <laughs> even though batman does you know beat him sometimes like he never he never truly keeps him down because the joker always comes back and, and, and he always comes back in big terror terrifying ways and then so like you, when the new when new heroes have to deal with that you know and, and that that, it, that like vulnerability it, it it instills in them like i think it makes for like really raw awesome storytelling so like i'm really that get, that gets me fucking pumped for for future issues of, of batman incorporated like
Like that's awesome. I, like I think seeing seeing this team that's all. I mean, I guess by then they'll they'll function a little bit better as a team after the pig arc. You know, they're, they're they keep coming together. You know, slowly so, but surely. Uh, actually, Batman Incorporated it will intentionally. So without well, this isn't really spoiling anything, but one of the things that Joker has intentionally done is is um, set up his Batman or his sort of Joker incorporated members across the globe, which will force uh, Batman incorporated to sort of split up the, the two issue arc. We see them working together as a team, um, but they have to split up again in, in the third arc because, you know, there's a threat in, in France and there's a threat in Australia and there's a threat in Argentina, etc. So, you know, they have to go and deal with these, and it, but it causes a lot of grief for them because it's um, he's literally hitting, close to home for everyone right it's mm-hmm. like all the members who are on batman incorporated each of their cities now has a joker and and those jokers uh you know <clears throat> uh i think you know they they all have their own name their own identity but each one sort of creates havoc back in their home city uh there's a, a bunch of other fault obviously is going to come as well but uh so it, it splits them up and causes some real um, tensions within the group because you know when you have to prioritize where you're, which ones you're dealing with, um, yeah, it's, it's going to mess them up a lot. Nice. And, jo- and Joker has done some really like, really really nasty stuff uh, uh, that we like. You get a sense of it in the first issue, and then he sort of doubles down in the second issue of it. That that really just changes everything. And, uh, that's how many how many issues is, is that art going to be? Five issues. Nice. Yeah, so it'll take us up through issue twelve. Any any inspiration being taken from like uh, I, I, I'm getting slight like Snyder Death of the Family vibe because I mean that J- Joker didn't have a team of people in that, but that he very much set out to like splinter the Bat family and 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 instill like. Uh, like that paranoia in 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 Batman and his kids and 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 like like drive a wedge between them. It kind of sounds like that's that's kind of what Joker's trying to do uh, to, to Batman Incorporated a bit. He's more. This is more him sort of playing mind games with Ghostmaker directly, okay, uh, and trying to mess with him. So I, not necessarily um, that you know. There's a bit of like. Um, stuff that I, I've pulled from, you know, some older uh, comics, you know, there's a, a little bit of Grant Morrison stuff in there. There's a character who's in this series who actually is like named in one panel of one of Grant Morrison's, like never shown, but just named once. Oh, wow. Uh, and never shown that. Uh, I just love the name of the character and end up just using, uh, you know, creating a character around that for this series. But uh you know, you, you take some inspiration from from what's come before, but I'm trying to hopefully forward forward with something something new. It's dude. It's now. I'm. You're getting me real excited about. Right. I'll tell you that much. Like I mean, so, I mean, you know, you got one. You got one pre. Okay, perfect. <laughs> That's all we need. Actually, they said we just need one reader, and we're good. Uh, what 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 was it like landing this gig? Right. So I mean, I feel like you know you you got to a Batman annual is a pretty big deal. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, the, you're sharing that annual two or three ways and you got that whole, you know, you got over 40 pages of, 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 you know, DC Batman incorporated all you. Um, and it got, you, there was a lot of press about it. Uh, every, you know, like that I bought, that's why I bought it. Cause everybody was like, like Ed's on, Ed's going to be doing a uh, Batman incorporated and it's going to be amazing. And I was like, okay, like this sounds cool. And, and yeah, the, the annual was great. And, and then, and then, 
that spun into the the first five issues of the other no more teachers arc which as i've already said big big fan of and i and i thought you did that wonderfully um but like i, I mean was this kind of like a like a like an editor thing where they were like hey you'd be a good fit here or did you did you pitch a story to dc like how, how'd you land the gig uh i've been working with ben abernathy a lot uh he's one of the um He's an editor over at uh, DC, and uh, he's been great. Uh, he's um, He had been in touch with me previously when I was still exclusive at Marvel, so I couldn't uh, couldn't do anything outside of Marvel. Mm. Uh, but then when that uh, was done, you know, he you know he put me on a couple things before that that were both um, Bat Batman Family. I was on a Clown Hunter thing, and then um, Peacekeeper. Um, a one shot for fear state um yeah i co-wrote with uh james tynan it was james tynan had had an outline that i you know or a sort of synopsis that we worked a, a script out of um so i'd done some work with him and then he'd mentioned the batman annual and that they wanted to try and pitch uh, a batman incorporated book in, internally and uh it, if i would be interested and so it, it, the plan was always at the annual would sort of help whet the appetite for mm. a Batman incorporated book. And so that was something that Ben brought to me. And, and, you know, he, he mentioned that like, you know, it would be Ghostmaker in charge. Clown Hunter uh, would be there as well. And then, you know, allowed me to sort of build my team around it a bit, uh, which is great. So that, that definitely uh, the idea for Batman incorporated, um, you know, being a Ghostmaker led team came from Ben. Uh, the story, um, you know, the idea of Phantom One, that was all stuff that I sort of brought to the table uh, nice. for it. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's you know, I've been lucky uh, in that Ben has has sort of put me on books where he, you know, he recognizes where, where I fit. You know, I find that sometimes I'm working with editors and, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, there's, there's, a genre of book I gradu- uh, uh, gravitate towards, a style, mm. a feel of a book I gravitate towards more. And, and sometimes, you know, I'll, you know, they'll be like, yeah, we got the perfect book for you. And it's like, I don't know, a Polly Pocket or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it's just something that's so inside my wheelhouse. But, but Ben has been really great for finding like those books where like that I, you know, that fit me and I fit uh, as well. And, you know, I've been very lucky in that regard. You know, he, we did that. And then, you know, we did the, um, he put he's the one who put me on deathstroke as well for that that final arc of deathstroke year one. Oh my god i just read that i just finished that last night and All that right. was that's another thing i i wanted to tell you is how much i fucking loved deathstroke year one dude oh, thanks. you you know slade down to like the elements of his dna like you know his fucking bone marrow dude like you got him <laughs> so so perfectly and and it was it was so like so raw like dealing with the 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 kids and the pregnancy and we know now that like he's he's had issues with his kids right and to have like for for you to like lay that out and then and and the the transformation that he goes through i thought you did that really well like you know like this this when he like goes from like dead basically or you know weak and broken and almost and dying uh, almost like a, like he, like he's on a cancer ward right like his body's just failing him in every way and then to have that that bounce back and and have him get used to that and the the rocky missions that he the the, the gigs that he takes at first that don't that don't go very well right and he, he right. makes he makes some fucking rookie mistakes you know he's like he mentions it like towards the end he's like man i should have fucking shot that guy in the face yeah, like, yeah. like yeah now you know um but i dude you did that it was so good 
Thanks. Um, man, it was like I I would not be mad if it, like Deathstroke Inc. has been cool anyway. Like Joshua, like the first arc was dope. Yeah. And then and then to take that second arc, it was that was so interesting to to take that second arc and and, and throw it back in time. Um, like how did 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 they come to you and like? Yeah, they wanted to, they wanted to do a year one story, so that was you know uh, you know again that was Ben. Nice. Uh, who just, uh, you know, they thought they want to do a Deathstroke year one. And so, you know, I did a deep dive into, you know, I, I've already had read a ton of Deathstroke stuff, very familiar with Deathstroke, but, you know, went back and reread. And uh, the toughest thing is really just trying to make sense of the continuity, which has been changed, you know, three million mm-hmm. times over the years and just sort of thread that needle in a way that makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Deathstroke again, he's another prick. It's a lot of a lot of fun to write, and, <laughs> you know. And there were some issues, you know, like the, the him versus Green Arrow was just such a fun, yeah, uh, issue to write. And it's just such, you know, he, he gets into a jam and just takes the most like, uh, you know, fucked up solution to get out of it. Uh, that was just, uh, it was just, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I really like the character and, you know, you know, having that opportunity to sort of set some of the origin stuff up for, you know, the current continuity for DC was, uh, was interesting. It was a tough challenge, but, uh, you know, I was happy with how it came out. Yeah, you should be, dude. Like that was that was one of the better year one DC stories I've ever read. I think like it it, it really stuck out and was it was just strong strong writing. No no weak pages. Every scene mattered. Like I said, just the 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 minutia, the the, the family aspect, like all these elements that we don't often see because so many people get irritated. Um, like I, I always, I always use this reference, like Tom King's Batman and like Tom King is Tom King makes vulnerabilities shine in heroes and, and likes to continuously remind us that like they are more than human, but still have human based emotions. And, and that makes them vulnerable and weak sometimes. Right. And, and that, that weakness, like when they have to overcome that weakness, it makes, it makes for powerful storytelling. A lot of people, he's kind of split down the middle. Like some people like it and and about half people like it, half people don't, I'm, I'm a fan of it, but I saw elements of that in, in year one, like, like when, you know, dealing with the, 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 the positive pregnancy test and the, the new, you know, you know, we know Rose is coming, you know, so, but, like to see that happen and have that news break and and when he when he hangs up on his fucking wife no. oh my god man like there are a lot of very intense emotional beats in that year one uh story that you know you wouldn't really expect from a deathstroke comic and i thought i thought that was like really cool of you to 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 dive into and and to do that really like it just it felt very real added to the drama of everything and and you know even 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 in the end you know and he's like it it's sort of a happy ending you know like but it but he like goes back and he's like he's like well now i know to lie to my wife and so, and so yeah, it's, like, yeah, no, it's, it's not- like sad too there's like a sadness there and it's just like man i love deathstroke but you, you never realize what he kind of had to sacrifice to be this deathstroke that we love to be this you know badass mercenary uh you know then the how you how you can't really you can't have everything you can't mm-hmm. have the happy home life and the happy wife and and the picket fence you know like and and that and that merc life right there one of them has to be a facade and and he chooses for the family life to to be the imaginative aspect of his identity and i just dude kudo you did such a great job oh my thanks God. man yeah that was uh it was a tough one that's a you know that's the one where the anxiety almost took over for the idea of you know 
writing a year one. And I had to sort of put that out of my head and just like, you know, think that I was writing an origin story, not think of it as a, a, a year one so mm-hmm. much. Because uh, otherwise that's just crippling because, you know, Batman year one is one of my favorite comics yeah. you know, of all time. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of pressure there. But uh, yeah, you know, just <clears throat> like I said, just tried to show that, uh, you know, we don't all start out perfect. And uh, <laughs> that stroke, you know, uh, despite having all these enhanced abilities is, uh, you know, was a fuck up for a while. What did you think of the new uh, uh, of the, uh, the new Battinson movie, the, the recent Batman movie? Oh, the, uh, the, yeah, I liked it. Reeves is, you know, cause that's one of, uh, a, a lot of, some of my friends critiqued that they, they were like, you know, like watching him, watching him stumble. Like he wasn't the perfect Batman yet. And I was like, yeah, but it's like, it's like a new Batman for a new era and a new actor. And he's, he's, he's finding his feet, you know? And he, like, yeah. I, I really love that about it. But, uh, you, I, I was kind of wondering if you connected with that film too, cause you, you you're good at that part too. You're, you're good yes. at like establishing heroes in a, in a new way and, and giving them like a new platform to jump on. Of. yeah i uh you know i liked it enough i and i like you know you've discussed already uh like the the idea of heroes fumbling and screwing up and and uh you know i like sort of looking for their imperfections and then sort of playing with those and yeah so it, you know that those are parts of the film that definitely work for me as well nice well ed i've, I've kept you over an hour man it, no time flew by this is uh this is a great it was so great to chat with you uh, again i'm a i'm a huge fan of your work and, and i'm excited for stuff uh in the future it's so cool to see you have two pretty big fucking books at both marvel and dc like you're in you got you got your you got your fingers in both houses you know pulling uh, on the puppet strings man that's, that's i'm so happy for you and and i i think you deserve it i think you're you've worked really hard in this industry and and i hope i hope you continue to get uh seen and noticed in the in the respect that you deserve uh i thank you so much for coming on my show i I appreciate you and and the polite podcast host that i am this is the part where i ask like you know uh for for people that are are new to you or want to follow you online or do you have like a newsletter or anything like that we can we can keep track yeah so you can find me on twitter it's just at ed brisson so e-d-b-r-i-s-s-o-n all one word um and I do have a newsletter. I think if you go into my bio and my Twitter, there's a, a link tree. You can find my newsletter uh, or you can just go to my site, at, at which is edbrisson.com uh, and subscribe there. I don't update it a ton. I'm trying to get into a monthly habit mm-hmm. of updating it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and if you want to find my work, you know, I'm on Predator right now, Batman Incorporated uh next month, I think. Uh, coming up soon, uh, I'll have... Um, a, a Stormwatch uh, series that will be running through Brave and the Bold uh, to check out. No shit. Yeah. Uh, and um, working with artist Jeff Spokes. I'm actually just doing a dialogue pass on the first one right now, which is, uh, it looks incredible. And uh, yeah, other than that, you know, I'm around. That's, dude, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really stoked that they're, we're bringing back all this wild, Wildstorm stuff. Like, I, like it's cool to see all this, like, come back, like, Stormwatch, Wildcats, like, oh, there was, like, the new, there was a one-shot that just came out last yep. month or so. Like, uh, it's it's cool to, to see this new uh, emergence uh, of that. And, and and they're, they're like, bringing in the talent, too, like, Rosenberg and all these, and you, and, like, I, I'm, that's exciting. That's so cool. 
Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, man, this was so awesome. Everybody, thank you for listening. You really need to check out Predator for Marvel. Volume one comes out, I believe, the first week of April, sometime in April. You definitely need to get that or buy the singles. You know, go to go to your shop and, and pick up the back issues. Whatever's easier for you, you need to get it. Batman Incorporated is awesome. Um, Deathstroke year one should have a trade coming out. I think it's a hardcover, so it'll look great on the shelves. And it will, I, I, again, like I loved that so much. Such a great read. Dude, you're so fucking talented and i wish you the best and thank you so much and i i hope you enjoy your day and, and thank you so much for giving Thanks me a little bit of your time not a problem i appreciate it buzz buzz babies did you know blake's buzz has a patreon if you want to support the show you can sign up for just three bucks a month you can go to patreon.com slash blake's buzz and sign up to be a builder bee with your help i'm able to keep the mics hot and the lights on to all the current builder bees i want you to know that i appreciate you all so much thanks for helping to make the buzz bigger better and louder i'll see y'all on the internets babies